Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with Alex Starr, episode number 25 with Nano Urias. I am super stoked to be putting this out here today. Uh, this episode is covering a lot of really cool things. Uh, my buddy Nano is a professional roper and firefighter in southern Arizona. Uh, a professional roper is basically a badass cowboy that rides around and ropes up cattle in the rodeo and people are screaming. Super cool to watch. Go YouTube, team roping. He went from a self-proclaimed class clown, never wanting to try anything for fear of failing, to now being the world champion. He surrounded himself with positive people. How did he choose his mentors? Um, and what is his one tip for really growing substantially um, in committing himself to the task at hand? And becoming world champion, which is, it's unbelievable. And he's a funny, funny guy. And you will think that he is one of the most serious people you've ever met in this show. Um, He just took this opportunity so seriously to get his message out. I was really impressed. So um, tune in the next few months. I have so many podcasts ready to go that I'm going to be releasing about every 10 days. Everything from a girl I met on Tinder that's in an open marriage um, how does that work? Uh, I got a middle, uh, middle-aged couple who downsized from a three bedroom house to two suitcases and are now embarking on traveling the world. How did they downsize? How did they get rid of all of their shit to go do that? I got a cognitive scientist. I got just all types of cool things that I'm stoked to be putting out. Um, and the new site as well. So check that out and you can see videos of nano roping alexstar.com and please leave me a review that would be a huge favor if you enjoy these shows if you're getting some value leave me an itunes review email me facebook me instagram me whatever blah 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 find me on something leave a comment leave a message drop me a line and i hope you enjoyed this show with nano urias Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with your host, Alex Starr. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And does it make you nervous that you don't know the questions that I'm going to ask you? It's different. Something <laughs> different. So not used to it. You like to plan stuff, huh? Yeah. I feel a lot more comfortable if I can... Know what's coming on. <laughs> Get a little, a little, little closer, closer to your talk, yeah. Get like fix into the way. Okay, so pretty excited because you're definitely the first professional roper I've ever had on the podcast. For people that aren't cowboys, including me, explain to the listeners what roping is before we get into uh the story about how you uh how you went from a, a zero to a hero. <laughs> what's roping? <laughs> Well, roping's a, a sport. It's a team sport where you have a header, which is what I do, and, and you have a healer on the other end. So ultimately, it's the object of this game is to stop the clock, rope a steer by the horns, turn him, and have a healer rope him by the two feet. Um, it's kind of different. There's different ways of playing the game. There's sometimes you got to rope three steers, sometimes you got to rope four, and sometimes you got to rope five. To ultimately 
have an average time to win money. And you're on a horse. On a horse. All the time. Yes, you're on a horse. So you're time. you're on the horse. And I'm going to post a video that you showed me. I'm going to post a couple of video, videos of you on my website for this interview. But you're on the horse to give people a visual. And you got the lasso basically overhead and you're roping these these calves. You're, you're roping these calves at full speed with your horses standing still and then going to a full sprint. And you're trying to stay on the horse and get everything done without falling off and crashing. Fuck, dude. It's hardcore. So how long ago did you start doing this? Picked it up in 2009. Kind of played with it a little bit for a couple of years. And it wasn't until the last maybe three years that I really started to get serious with this. Started to put in the time and hang around the people I needed to hang around to get to where I'm at. Oh, yeah. And so that, that that's, yeah, I love that part of uh, the story. When did you, um, when you... Took it up and then you decided, you know what, I want to take this seriously. Did you like, did something click over and you decided, you know, that's it. I'm going to give this 110% instead of just messing around. You know what I think got me was I had a lot of my friends that roped and I'd go with them and I'd never seen results. I always went and entered and kind of made a clown out of myself falling off my horse. <laughs> oh, no shit. Disaster. <laughs> You know, got no one, no one really wanted to rope with me. It was kind of just a clown, a shit show, man. And it wasn't until I figured out that something needed to change for me to get to where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I kind of clicked over and I started to hang around a few individuals that really opened the door for me and really helped me get to where I was at, where I'm at right now. And you went to, what's his name, Jake Barnes? I I started off with, with a gentleman by the name of Damien Padilla. He's a local. Okay. And I kind of started following his footsteps, kind of picked his style and went with that style and figured out that that was a style that I was going to take on. So I think that's where it really started to kind of take off was just being around him, listening to him, watching him, watching him ride horses, watching his horsemanship and watching his attitude. Yeah. Always had a good attitude, a humble attitude. So I think once I've grasped a little bit of that, that's when I I decided to take it to the next level and I contacted Jake Barnes. Talk about like, the first time that you went and saw Jake Barnes. That was pretty pretty funny. <laughs> went up to Scottsdale and I showed up not knowing what what to expect, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe within the first two minutes I got humbled, mm-hmm. got off the truck and kind of just looked at me and said, man, what kind of clown are you but you know and did he actually say that to you basically he just asked me he's like man how do you how do you present yourself with with like that you know spurs backwards equipment all messed up <laughs> kind of donkey pulling a donkey out of the trailer and i mean it really made me open my eyes say like man this guy's a real deal you know so that was odd it was a pretty quiet ride back home <laughs> going so, up, going up there and thinking I kind of knew what I was doing and coming back feeling horrible, man. Really? Yeah, just make me ask myself, what am I doing here? <laughs> you just got you just got broken down. Yeah, just basically humbled. I got humbled, yeah. you know. And what kind of things was he saying to you? Just like wasn't he telling you like, oh, your your shirt's not even tucked yeah, in, like you're just the way you present yourself. You know, come up here with your shirt untucked, baggy pants. You gotta you gotta take some pride in in yourself before anything. Just to start, you know? Yeah. So it really made me open my eyes, man. Was that like a turning point? 
God, that's funny. Cause it's funny. Like that you had to have that kind of, uh, cause I've been there too, where you walk in somewhere and you just, I don't know. You just, not that you think you're the ship. You're just like, I know how to do this stuff. And someone just calls you out on everything. Yeah. It was funny. I got called out even on my ropes, man. Like I remember he opened my rope bag and pulled out all my ropes and just threw them in the trash can. Not, man, what do you say to that? You know, <laughs> he just throws your equipment in the trash can, uh, tells me to walk over to the room and go grab three good ropes. So I go over there, walk, grab three good ropes, and he says, That's the equipment you need to start using from now on. You're only as good as your equipment. And then, so as you, you drive back and you're deciding, I, and this is how long, this was two years ago, right? This is a yeah, while it's ago. It's been about, yeah, about three years. Okay. And I think that was the first time that when I drove back, coming back home, I said, you know what? This guy's going to either break me or or make me. And that's when I decided that I was going to put in 110% into this t- to get get where I'm at. And, you know, by no means I don't consider myself a professional. I, it's just something that I took up and I'm starting to have success at it. But I guess considering yourself a professional, professional is at a whole new level you know and i still don't consider myself there yet but i'm definitely going to continue to on this path to get to there you know yeah well so that this is the the cool part to me yeah and just get like speak like a little closer yeah there we go um the cool part to me is um that you went from that that day which like i said everyone has those days where they realize they get broken down by somebody for something in their relationship right like Work, hobbies, roping, things like that. And then it's been three years since you met Jake that day. Correct. And now <clears throat> you're going in December to, is it the, is it a national championship? It's the finals. It's the finals. Yeah. So is it like, it's the, it's the world series of it's roping. The, the world series of roping. Okay. Yeah. And, and what, 300 grand is up for grabs? It pays up to 300,000 for that weekend. Okay. So yeah, let's, so from three years ago. Walking in and him basically saying, you're a fool, you're a clown, what the fuck are you doing? And you thinking that you knew what you were doing. And then now, three years later, you're going to the World Series of, of roping. Yeah. What What's that process like? What What were the main like factors that allowed you to stay with it that whole time, too? That's a long time. Yeah. I believe the biggest factor that took me there was my discipline. Was disciplining myself to put in the time. Did you already? Ha- did you always have discipline, or did ne- you build it up during? The never, day? never had discipline. Because <laughs> we've talked all, about always a clown. Okay, you know, and never really, never taking anything serious. Never really applied myself to to do what I've wanted to do. You know, to I've like always your potential. You mean? Or something? Yeah, I've just always been a clown. You know, as a class clown, always clowning around. Yeah, so funny, I, I think yeah. I never. Never applied myself, you know, and I and I believe a lot of that came from fear, you know, and fa- um, the fear of failure. Oh yeah, dude. you know what I mean. And I, and this has really helped me become a different person in all aspects of life. I uh, I think a lot of people have that fear of failure, you know, and and it holds them back from what they're really capable of doing because they're they're scared that they're going to fail, you know. And I lost that fear. I lost that fear of failure. I've, I've been able to accept failure and use failure as, as a drive. You know, a lot of people take shots at me wanting me to fail. A lot of people. 
And on the flip side, I've got a lot of people that support me. But with that being said, I'm going to use those people that take shots against me to to come ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it gives me more drive. It pushes me. It, you know, when I sit at home and I think, man, these people want me to fail. I can go outside and rope the dummy for two, three hours a night. And repetition, works, repetition. Yeah, mm-hmm. I literally rope the dummy two, three hours a day sometimes. So by no means was this something I just picked up overnight and got lucky. You know, a lot of people think they're going to get lucky. And very few people think, well, if I put in the hard work, I'm going to get to where I need to be. So I think it's helped me all around as a as a professional firefighter. It's, it's helped me. And, and, you know, I've had a lot of people that that have motivated me. You know, I remember my captain there at the fire department telling me, you know, if you want to be successful, you got to hang around successful people. It's true. Huh? So I, I kind of went back and I thought about that. I you know what, what does he mean by this? And I figured out that I needed to pick a mentor, you know, maybe a few mentors. And, and Jake was one of them. Damon's a big one. Um, and guys like, like my captain at work or, mm-hmm. or guys that have really opened my eyes and say, you know, you want to be, there's good. And then there's great. Which one do you want to be? And you got to surround yourself around people. They're going to make you great. There's a lot of good people, but there's a very few great people. And how did you choose them? I, you know, I, I took a lot of things into factor. I, I obviously picked Jake cause he's a seven time world champion. He's been, been to the big ones. He's been, he's been there. He's the Michael Jordan of, of this sport. And, uh, that's another guy that it really pushes me is Michael Jordan. And I know it sounds funny, but I mean, this guy got cut from high school, his high school team. Yeah. Sophomore you know, he, year, exa- think, right? yeah. he accepted failure. He didn't, he didn't fear, didn't let failure take over him. He, mm-hmm. you know, he took failure and he, he overcame it and, and to become one of the greatest person, you know, people to ever play the, the sport of basketball. So, and I know it's funny and people probably think, oh, you know, you're crazy using people like, like even Floyd Mayweather, you know, he's, people don't like him because he's, he's arrogant and he's all these things, but the guy's great at what he does yeah and he was great but he put in the work he put in the discipline so i i know it's funny again i'll go back to it they you know we use these people as as people that they're going to influence you for little small things and it doesn't even have to be somebody like that you know i just this last weekend i was in las cruces at a roping and i had a guy come up to me and ask me you know if i was interested in a sponsorship Mm mm-hmm so we got to talking and kind of came out that I'm know Jake Barnes really really well, and he asked me and he said, "Wow, man, he must be your one of your biggest uh, heroes." And I and I you know looked at him and I said, "No, you know he's not." Well, what do you mean he's not? You know he found that odd. And I said, "Well, man, you know really one of the guys that I really look up to is is Damien Damien Padilla," and he said, looked at me and said, "Who's that?" You know, so it doesn't have to necessarily mean that you have to pick a hero right or somebody famous to look up to because i didn't you know it can be someone in your in yeah your it could be someone in your everyday life that you emulate that you know you just pick up things that you like and, and what motivates you mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if you don't have motivation to do something good 
you're only going to get as far as your motivation. Right. It's either going to kill you or it's going to or push you to the over the top. So I and I, again I, I think that that comes with everyday life. You know, you got to have motivation and you got to have discipline. That discipline's what's going to push you over the edge and keep you going. And and we're seeing results. Man, this sport will yeah. leave, this this <laughs> well, sport will so. leave you with an empty heart. Yeah. You know, if you if you get over there and and you put everything into it and you don't see results, you're going to, you know, some people are going to give up. Well, so is that, have you gone and failed? Oh yeah. Multiple times, man. And how do you, first, sk- how do you keep it? How do you keep at it? How did you, how did you, how did you develop since you went from having no discipline to having it? You had these mentors that you worked with. Were they the main component of building that discipline? Cause they pushed you to keep going or did you build it from within or was it a combination? You know, how did you, how did you build that? You know, cause I would like to know because <laughs> well, I'm sure people listening, it's like everyone can build more discipline in their life and more. So how did you go from being class clown to having no discipline to building it so well? You know, I, when I would go and rope, like I said, it was a shit show, man. Getting bucked <laughs> off my horse or just, just having <laughs> just having a disaster, man. And then I said, I said, you know, what am I doing, man? This is, I mean, I'm competitive. I want to win. And I, I think I just got tired of people talking shit, man. Ah, oh, this guy sucks. Yeah. So I that's when I buckled down and I said, you know what? I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put in 110 percent of this, and if I get 50 percent out of it, then that's what I get. But I really believe if I put 110 percent, I'm gonna get 100 percent. Yeah. Results. So I started slowly coming up. I started winning, and once I got a taste of winning, then I got it's like a drug. You know, I, I said, man, I put a little bit into this and I got some results. I wonder what's going to happen if I put 150% into this. And get 150% of results. And yeah. then I got started to get results. So then I, I kind of used that drive even at work. You know, I <clears throat> I used that drive to say, man, if I really apply myself, I'm going to move up in the in this department and, and start becoming, you know, higher kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started to use all that stuff, and then I started to see results, and then I got hooked. And so then it became this cascade effect throughout your life. Yeah, I just started. I started saying, you know, <laughs> maybe I'm not going to go out and drink tonight and yeah. party because I'm going to rope in the morning. So I'm going to really focus. And you used to party a lot. Yeah, I used to party a lot, man. Yeah. So, but I never again. I never took it serious. Right. You know, I, a lot of people go to the ropings and they drink and it's a party, and and I'm there to win. It's no longer a party for me no more. It's, I worked my ass off all week. Now I'm here to win. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of those guys pushed it on me to be, to take it to the next level. Take it seriously. You know, I, there was a lot of times I, I looked in the magazines and I see all these professionals, which I really call professionals, the big names. Yeah. You know, I see a man at the ropings and they never talk to you. They kind of just walk by and. You're just a nobody to them, uh-huh. you know. And one day I said, you know, I'm gonna go enter with these guys. I'm gonna see what's up. So I went and entered, and I got, of course, I got my ass kicked. But I, I came back with probably like one of the greatest accomplishments that I've ever. I at the time I felt what's that? Because I I just got over fear. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I lost fear. From that day, I lost fear. You were scared of entering that. I was scared, yeah. You were petrified of work. So I was just like, man, what if I fall off my horse? And these people probably think I'm stupid or all this stuff. 
So that day, I think I really lost fear. I lost it. You know, so I, I came back and I said, man, I, you know, I remember one of my friends telling me, man, you're dumb. You entered that. You have no business with those guys. And I looked and I, I said, why? Why? Because I entered this roping with the, you know, a group of professionals. And why am I dumb? You know, I I'll, I mean, I didn't win a, a single dollar, but I lost fear. And once I lost fear, then once you lose fear, man, or, or fear of failure, you're you're unstoppable. You know what I mean? You got you always got to have fear because that's what keeps you safe. And mm-hmm, sure, I yeah. use that at work. You know, I have fear of a lot of things at work, but it keeps me safe. Right. But as long as I know what what I've done to prepare myself, I feel confident, man. Right. And and being confident, you know, right now I'm on a steamroll. I'm, I'm steamrolling through people because I'm confident. You know what I mean? I'm I'm really confident. In and what it's I confidence do. through your work. It's, yeah, it's, it's a true confidence. It's not confidence it's not, of just being cocky. It's not exactly. It's yeah. confidence of saying, man, I put in the time for this. I'm here. I'm here to tear it up. Right, right. And it's it's that confidence of putting in the time. I look back and I say, I'm not just being confident because I'm cocky. I'm being confident because I roped that dummy 15 hours this week. Right. Because I rode my horses every day. Because I hung around good people. Because I watched good people. Because I roped with good people. So I'm, I'm not just getting, being confident just because I say, oh, I'm, I'm the shit. Right, right. You know what I mean? I, I put in the time to feel that. The confidence through the confidence. Yeah. Through it, yeah. So now it feels, I look back now and I look at, I get to these ropings and those big name guys now ask me to rope. You know what I mean? You have guys that are making the finals come up and, and ask me to rope. So it gives me even more, more drive. Yeah, I want it more. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to enter the George Strait. I want to enter the BFI. I want to enter the Hork Dog. All these ropings that I want to enter, that maybe back then I never even dreamed of it. You know. And, and it's too- because you clicked over that that loss of. You know, it's crazy, man. Like how you said your friend told you, um, you know, why why are you even gonna enter that with all those professionals? You know. And I think that happens a lot where good meaning people and, and f- true friends of yours can project their own fears and insecurities onto your life. And if you're not careful about seeing that for what it is, then you can you can get washed down. Like you said, if you're if if it's surrounded by a lot of people like that, could be a good guy, right? Great guy, but just is not in the mindset that you want to be in. And puts his own fears and says, hey, why are you even going in with those? You don't even, you shouldn't even bother doing that. And if you're surrounded by 10 of those types of people, that's going to get in your head. And that's going to take you down, you know? Yeah, and that's another thing I picked up is is separating myself from negative people, man. Because there's a lot of them, I could tell you, there's people that take shots all the time. And then there's those guys that I, I, I run to, I kind of feel like a protection. I run back to them because they, they build me back up. You know, when I go to practice and, and and that guy tells me, you know what? You keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing something right. You keep going for it. So that lifts me back up. Yeah, totally. You know? And then I go back and I hear these negative people and I, and I just say, man, I don't, I don't need to surround myself around people like that. And I want to surround myself with people that are positive. And they're going to keep me focused because you can easily be drawn into into somebody's negative vibes, oh, man. Dude, yeah. You know what I mean? It'll make you second guess yourself. Hell yeah. Make you think, yeah, what you know, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. So of course, 
like I said, I, I always run back to those that those individuals that that keep me driven, keep me motivated. And they literally give you it, it is literally like they give you energy. They give you that that positive energy, like you said, that legitimately builds you back up. Yeah, and it's I'm, almost like it's good nutrition for your soul. <laughs> yeah, and I've learned to use those negative people to feed my fire. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I call it a fire now. Are you talking about like on Facebook and stuff? Or like, what where, where do these haters come from? Like, I, I just think in general, man, just, you see them. You see them. You, know, just, you see them at the ropings. Oh, okay, you see them in okay. the street, and and they they always want to just they got something to say. Okay, you know, I, I've I've never heard them say, man, you know, look at look at this guy. He's he come up from the bottom, but that, again, that's insecurity. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they can't see somebody come up for the bottom because it's hard, man. It really is hard. Talk to people, talk to your friends and to accept failure, man. It'll, it'll eat you alive. You know what I mean? Ugh. But people can't accept it. And so I think until you learn how to accept failure and, and turn it into a positive, man, that's when you're really, really going to notice how, how much potential you actually have because you're the, your own sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, I, I've said that to myself a million times. I might, I'm I'm going to be the judge of how far I can go right. with this. You know, the work I put into is what I'm going to get out of it. Right. So I, I'm going to be my own sky's the limit. There's a great quote um, that I think about all the time that says, uh, you know, you're confined only by the walls you build yourself. Yeah. I mean, and that is, it's, it's so true when you really break it down in your life about just why, 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 why can't I do that? Or why have I, why have I not done that? And I think you're right, dude. It all comes back to fear of failing, dude. If you don't try a hundred percent, then you can tell, I do this all the time. If I don't give a hundred percent, then I can tell myself an excuse as to, well, of course I didn't, I didn't win the race because I, I didn't give a hundred percent. If I gave a hundred percent, I probably would have won, right? This is me in my mind telling myself that like in, in high school and cross country, I still do it all the time, dude. I'll just, I won't give 100% at something because then I can tell myself that if I failed, then I can say, well, it's because I didn't give 100%. But it's it's just like this mind game in, in my head that just fucks me over, right? Yeah. And you're right. And, and I think it stems from this ingrained fear of failure that people have. And once and once you break through with that, I mean, you're right. The sky – it sounds cliche as fuck, but the sky really is the limit after that. Yeah. But and- goddamn, it's it's like it's it's ingrained in you, huh? Well, so I'm just I'm just, impressed that it's very cool that you were able to finally break through those like your own personal barriers in that regard. And I think that's what was really holding me back. And maybe in a lot of things in life, you know, it was fear, oh, yeah, it's man. everywhere. You, you know, know what I mean? Oh, totally. So I, I, you know, I wake up in the mornings and I tell myself, man, I created a monster. Well, well, how so? A monster within myself. The because, failure, you mean? The fear of failure? No, like I, since I've gotten over that. I've, oh, created, I've created a monster. A good monster. Okay. A good monster okay. within myself. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm the hungry. Fire. I'm hungry now. You know what I mean? I show up and I'm hungry. I'm hungry to win. I, I, I kind of tell myself I've got ice ice running through my veins. I want it. You know, I, and I tell myself nobody here wants it more than me. And these are thoughts that you're these repeating. Thought, like, do you repeat them in your head? Repeat them in my head when I get in the box. Nobody here works harder than me. And the box is the initial it, starting point. The initial point. starting point. Okay, yeah. and, th- and these are things I tell myself. Just throughout the you know, day. I, throughout. I just, yeah. Nobody wants this more than me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in the extra mile because I want it. And as you're in the box about to start, what, what, what thoughts are you going through your head? You, you know, I've learned to block out emotions. Uh-huh. Man, 
And I think a lot of that has to do with, with my professional career as a firefighter. You know, I've been put in some situations where, where they really helped me, you know, good things you see in movies, man. And I, I know you hear like a lot of hero stories and it's not always what you see on, yeah, see in the movies, but I've, I've really been put in situations where, where I have to block things out of my mind, you know, emotions block, block out stuff that's either going to kill me or, or save me, you know, or save somebody else. But I, I think I've just learned, use that also to block out the excitement of announcer saying you're about to win $10,000. Or all you have to do is catch. So, I mean, you know, these announcers get you going. They get your mind thinking. They make you doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you start asking yourself, man, am I going to catch this next year? All I have to do is catch this next year to win. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just learned to block that out. And and that's another part of this game is is being mentally prepared for the pressure. You know, how mentally prepared are you to, to rope in front of a crowd, to uh, listen to people screaming, or, or the emotions that you get caught up into. A lot of people that eat some alive, you know, they rope good to their first three steers and then they get to the short round and they break down. They start doubting themselves. They start second guessing themselves. They have that fear of failure. So I, I just think it's, it's helped me all around. Removing man. yourself Removing, from those emotions. Yeah, and just completely. blocking myself out and saying, you know what, I'm going to give this 110%. And if I miss, then I'm going to come back tomorrow morning and I'm going to learn from it. And now, okay, so are you, in order to block out those emotions, because like you said, that's a skill that can be used if you're given a speech at work, if you're anywhere, anything in life, right? Are you blocking those emotions out by repeating thoughts in your head or are you, have you developed this capacity to hear the announcer, hear the haters, and then basically just, do you even feel the emotion rise up anymore? And then you go, nope. Not even going to look at you, or is it? Does it just have you shut it off entirely? I've just shut it off entirely by man. just 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 focusing, just through practice and focusing on ju- it. just focusing and going into going into like a zen state, man. You know, like a jet fighter when they lock into a target. Yeah, I'm locked into that target. That's all that's going through you're my mind. You're completely in the zone. I just right want there. to destroy him. I'm I'm so focused and locked into that target that I hear noise in the background, but. It, it's blocked out, man. And have you developed that ability to do that? I just developed. When, when you first started, you were you were all over. Well, I was the place. all over the place listening to, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry over there telling me I'm going to miss, or <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Time myself, I'm going to fall off this horse in front of a lot of people. That, but I just blocked it out, man. And it took you some time. It took and you it, time, and you developed it like a muscle. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just developed it, you know. And I think work had a lot to do with it. And mm-hmm. I think, man, I I just think when you want something when you truly want something you open new doors man to really there's a different everyone say oh yeah i want this i wish i could do this but until you really apply yourself to say i want to be great or i want to be want to get somewhere you're really going to put down you ever read a book and you can just open a book and look start reading it and you're like ah oh, whatever but then you open a book and you say, man, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. So you really apply yourself to pay attention to that book. Yeah. Read it. It's the same thing. You know, if you just open a random book and look at it and you don't have no interest in it, you're not going to pay attention. You're going to read three or four pages of it and forget. Or you're reading it, but you're not reading it. Yeah, you're reading not reading it. it. You're, you're just not saying, reading it. Yeah, you know. But when you really 
open something up and you're focused on it, man, you really, you go into it and you really, you really, really do pay attention. And that's the same with this. This is something that I really want. Yeah. And I applied myself and now, it, now it's become a drug, man. You know, all I want, I literally eat, sleep, rope is what goes through my mind. All I want to do is rope. All I want to do is think roping. All I want to do is talk roping. I just want it. You, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's pretty serious. It's intense, man. I, yeah. I want it. And, and and the only way for me to get it is to put in that discipline. You know, I, I talk to kids. I help coach Little League Baseball. And, you know, I, I see some of these kids. Uh, oh, I want to do it. Well, what are you waiting for? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I ask them. But then again, man, a lot of people can't can't flip that switch no you know and i and i what what i've asked myself is how did i flip that switch i was just about to ask you that you know how did i do it how did how did you do it you know i i just flipped that switch was it I, do you was it a was it a moment was it a morning you woke up was it after you drove home from jake you were driving the car and you i mean like was there a particular moment where it happened you know i think it came over a, a process of time okay. It was like a few Where, months or something. Yeah, I okay. just started. I just started roping. You know, I started catching. Then I got a you know a few checks here and there. And then I I just said, you know what, this isn't cutting it for me. It's like a drug. This drug ain't doing it for me okay. no more. I need more. Okay. So I, that's when I just cranked down. Okay. So yeah, I'm just. I guess what was that? Yeah. So I'm just. Yeah, I'm curious if there was a. So it was, it was like, I'm going to give this some effort. And then you gave it a little more effort. And then it's like, oh, I see some results. And you're like, okay. Like you said earlier. So there wasn't a particular like, no, boom, I, I think it was just you switched over. It just was like this build up to all of a sudden you're given 150% and you're in, you're in it. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think once I saw a little bit, man, I made that, just that switch you made and that said, switch you know what, if I put in a little bit into and this. Did you, and did you ever go back on it? Because I think a lot of times what happens to, you know, what happens is, you make this commitment, right, to health, to roping, to your family, your relationship, and you last a while. You last a while, and then eventually you start to slip, and then you slip a little farther, and then all of a sudden you're back to baseline or worse, and you've regressed, right? I think that happens a lot. Yeah, I think that happens so to did, a lot, lot of people. Did that happen to you once you once you started getting into it? Yeah, did you ever regress from that, from that discipline, or just did, were you able to maintain it at a constant and uprising speed? I don't think I've been able to maintain it. I just think I keep pushing it to the next level. Okay. So I'm I'm not good with maintaining it. You know, maintaining it for me is accepting where you're at. But I mean, you haven't slipped. No, no. I, I think I've just, I'm just getting stronger, man. Like, yeah. You know, and <clears throat> like I said, maintaining it for me is, is settling for good, you know? And I, and I'm not ready to settle for that. I, I I mean I got goals, and maybe my goals are out of this world. But roping with professionals were out of my world when I started. You know. And now it is be, your world. Be, yeah. Now I'm now it's now, legitimately your world. Huh? Now now I'm there. I'm I'm getting to rope with these guys and getting to be around them. And so, you know, I look back later. I would have never thought I was gonna ever be even near where they're at yeah, and, and and i'm not you know sure sure, but, sure but i'm definitely you know able to rope with some of them 
and and compete. You well, know, you're going to the, the like you said, the World Series of roping. Yeah, and, and, the, and those are yeah, and it's not maybe not as big, but it's just uh, man, it's it's crazy. Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't don't consider myself a professional by any means, but I, you know, I've got I've got plans, I've got goals, and man, what I, the best thing too about these types of processes is that uh you've you say you go to the world you know the, those championships in in uh in Vegas in December you know you win or you lose it's but like you said the person that you now have become in the process of working towards these goals is more important or more valuable than if you get the fucking goal or not yeah, it, it's I mean, just, like that person that you've created now, right? Like yeah. the, the man you've become through that process. Yeah, it's like I said, valuable. it's a win in itself. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, and 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 then with that man, I, you know, I've helped people out during during the, you know, I get people that you know the same people that throw shots at me come back to me and ask me, hey man, you know, they don't want to say it in front of people, but they man, you know, <laughs> how did you get? How are you? How are you doing this? Yeah, you know, and, and I tell them, man. You gotta want it, you know. Yeah. Nobody can push it on you. Yeah. Nobody can, nobody can dump this on you. It's got to be something that comes from you. And so, so I, you know, and that and that feels good too because that, those same guys that take shots, they realize it and they come up and ask, "Hey, man, shit, you know, how'd you do it?" Yeah. You know. So yeah, I think it's it affects everyone. Yeah. You know, and and that gives me a go back to it. That gives me more drive. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing, but is is that man? Yeah, you, you got to put in, you got to be disciplined in in every aspect. You know, it even takes down to like, you know, I'm gonna start running to lose a little bit of extra weight so my horse doesn't have to carry a few extra pounds. You know, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot into this. Oh, is that why I see you, you running by now? Yeah, you know. So I I say, man, you know, this guy's doing his job. I need to take care of him make it easy for easier for him so there's a lot of things that play into this thing it's not just jumping on him and go roll right right you know, there's right. a lot of factors that are built up sure 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 into this to get where you got to go yeah. you got to have goals man yeah you got to set so you got to set a goal and you got to accomplish that goal and when you get to that goal you got to set another goal you can't you can't settle for good man <laughs> you know and i repeat that and i'll always repeat it don't settle for good you know push yourself to the next level and and you're going to see you're going to see results man that's fucking great that can, that can be the mantra of uh of this podcast from now on dude don't yeah. settle for good don't no if you do that in every aspect of your life imagine like you said you start applying it to work now you're an engineer right yeah what else did you apply to I think that so far, man, your job is just my job. And that's all you have time for. (laughs) Yeah. And then literally that's all I do now. You know what I mean? I get home and I rope Yeah, and I rope the dummy and I rope the dummy and I rope the dummy. So it just becomes repetition. Yeah. And when I get bored, I ask myself, somebody else is roping the dummy. You know what? I better rope the dummy. And you're going after this. You're going to head off and go rope right now, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to go and practice and, Mm -hmm. and get ready and. And where can um, um, where can people um see you at the championships? Where is that for the listeners? If anyone's going to be in Vegas, when, when are those championships? It's in December, I believe the December eighth through the twelfth at the okay. World Series. It's the South Point Casino. 
Okay. Um, I'm sure they'll have something like on, I don't know what that's called when they stream it, a live stream. Yeah, live stream. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll it'll be it's something that you can probably live stream on on the internet. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But that's I I think the message of all this was was that man don't settle for don't good. don't settle for good and and you got to lose that fear of failure once you once you've done that man and it's going to help you in all aspects of life because again what i've come to learn of, of all this is you hold yourself back because you're scared to fail hey thanks again for listening a little bit of an abrupt ending there the last 30 seconds or so got cut off and if you heard any other audio mishaps it's not you it's me figuring out all this new stuff, which I did, but there's a little couple glitches in there. Um, so I hope you got through that, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. Tune in next week. I'm going to have one of the most inspirational guys I've ever talked to on here, uh, best-selling author and venture capitalist Kamal Ravikant talks about the new release of his book, and uh, we get into some really deep stuff, so I'm excited to put that out for you guys. Leave me an iTunes review if you enjoyed this show, and I will see you guys soon. Later.